3: The correct Plainsman Park time. Yeah, it's 9.01 p.m. Central Daylight Time. You're listening to the Origin Truth Podcast, harbored by your friendly folks at collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Origin Truthers. at I, at Center crow 2 on Twitter, Center Crow on Venmo. Here's where you'll find me. Coming to you. Live to tape. Joined, as always... To one side of me via the magic of the internet. Ryan S. Sterrett on Twitter. The S stands for spoiler free review of Top Gun incoming.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. Uh it was an eighties movie with twenty twenty two production value. And uh it was cheesy and the best action. And I'm not yeah, it was great. It was Go see
3: it. it's the best. It's it is exactly what you wanted it to be. It's the best eighties movie that's come out in thirty years. Like they, they play up the nostalgia Solid. without ever like going over the top. It's it's as good as it gets. Also joining me, uh, a man who doesn't practice tantrum and has got no crystal ball. It's the AU chief. Oh, U T F T around music. here? U T F T baby. My goodness gracious! That's right. We have not potted since. The boys in blue from the from the other side of Mercy Side decided they wanted to stay up in the, the senior club in the city. Crow, please. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. So in the last two weeks, Chief has seen his boys stave off relegation. Indeed, it, just absolutely rescuing victory from the mouth of defeat. Just <laughs> did it with uh, one game to go. So uh, that was that was at least nice. And uh, then seeing his hated rivals just from just across the park mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go from Fraud, a, a possible, a possible quadruple to <laughs> not that only two trophies. And both of those went on penalty kicks and both of those kind of the worst two of the two tro- of the four <laughs> yeah. trophies. Yeah. Yeah. The two that you
0: just like, uh, teams that went, win a lot. Don't care, actually care about, uh, like Everton would love to win one of those. Uh, most teams in the Premier League would love to win one of those, but if you're, you know, a Champions League team, you don't you don't
3: How how excited would you be to win a Carabao Cup?
0: Oh man. <laughs> shirt off. <laughs> shirt and pants off.
3: On a scale of like Florida <laughs> Cup winning to oh, Champions League winning. One, somewhere in between Florida
0: Cup Florida Cup was just a was just pants off. This would be pants and,
3: and shirt off. We're we're the reigning Florida Cup champions. That's right. No team has ever won a Florida Cup and been relegated in the same year. That's so, right. That continues to be the case. So Ryan has no idea what we're talking about, but that's okay. His no. Nottingham his Nottingham Forest. Yeah, yeah the I've tricky theme, trees. Yeah. His boys have been promoted. I like the sound of that. I, I don't know when the season starts, but I'm ready. Um, sooner than you'd think. So yeah, You're it right. starts, it literally, it's like a NASCAR length of off-season. Like, are they just always <laughs> doing games? Yes, yeah, the answer yeah. is yes. At it, yeah. the beginning of August, Ryan. The beginning of August. That other voice you might have heard. The sound of baseball season. The resident seam head of the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Drew McCracken.
2: Good evening, gentlemen.
3: What's McCrackalacken? It,
2: it, oh, it, baseball. Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, the McCracken I, of it, the bat. Yeah, it, very nice. I like that. Now we're talking. Now, now it's now we've really uh, begun here. Um, no, it's um, the uh, the guys uh, Kendall Rogers and Aaron Fit on the D1 uh, website said it said it best. This is um, Sunday evening is Christmas Eve uh, for any college baseball fan because you get the regional host that night. And then it's the evening before uh, you find out 64 teams that are going to be in the NCAA baseball field. Um, and um, Auburn got, got a great gift uh, in my opinion, at least, and to the chagrin of the Oklahomas and the Notre Dames of the world uh, and got uh, their first regional bid uh, host bid um since 2010 so uh, it started off as a great evening for any auburn fan well
3: mm-hmm. there's two schools that i'm not upset about upsetting it might be oklahoma and notre dame
2: like who cares in in that succession as well
3: yeah like, who cares what <laughs> oklahoma thinks and who cares what those guys in the south bend think about didn't, anything? Uh, didn't
1: lsu get a chat on the host spot too
2: um, so if you're if you break it down by what the committee did, uh, the SEC had the number one, what's the number one RPI conference? Um, which I uh, think of it was just SEC, means more. Yeah, it just means more. Um, and, and the RPI works exactly like it does in college basketball. Uh, they don't so much do the quadrant thing. They still break it down that way, but it's not a, as big of a deal. Um, as it is in college basketball, Uh, but the RPI is still a huge indicator. Uh, So there were four SEC teams that got host bids. There were four ACC teams that got host bids. Um, Meanwhile, um, if you look at the entire breakout, both the ACC and the SEC, the number one and number two conferences uh, in RPI, both got nine bids. So they tried to keep those two. Um, Very even, although you can definitely tell that the uh, tournament committee favors the SEC over the ACC by a long shot. Um, So to answer your question, um, LSU did get kind of get a shaft. But if you if you really want to nitpick, Auburn had the head to head series win and they also didn't get swept throughout the entire season. LSU, just two weeks prior, uh, before they went on the road and swept Vanderbilt, got swept at home by Ole Miss, uh, and one of the old uh, uh, monikers of college baseball is, if you want to play at home in June, you need to win at home during the regular season, so I think a sweep. Um, by Ole Miss, probably put Ole Miss into the tournament and kick LSU out of hosting a regional. Uh, but I think it was very, very close between the the group of Tigers.
1: All right. So let's just, uh, if, for the people that haven't seen it, the regional field here in Auburn this weekend is going to be Auburn is the one seed, uh, 14th overall, and then bring it in UCLA, Florida state and Southeast Louisiana. Um, Auburn faced face Southeast Louisiana in that first game Friday. How did they get in the tournament? I mean, I see them at 30 and 29 overall out of, you know, the Southland a you
2: know, low-major conference. What, did, what happened there to get them in? So uh, they won their conference tournament. Um, it's just, the um, mesh of college baseball and basketball is pretty much the same. Uh, there are a lot of one-bid-only leagues, um, and the Southland is one of them. Uh, McNeese uh, was – Kind of projected uh, Southeast Louisiana and McNeese were one and two throughout the year uh, in the in the Southland. Houston Baptist might have been a thorn in someone's side here or there, but uh, but Southeastern went on a run, um, ended up winning two out of three. Uh, the way that the Southland tournament is set up, they play um, the divisions play two games the weekend prior, um, play a, an elimination tournament. Uh, and both divisions advance to, or not divisions, but two teams advance to play in a championship series of three games this past weekend. Uh, Southeastern actually lost the first game to McNeese uh, by a uh, 6-5 to score, I believe, and then reeled off two great wins over McNeese. Um, actually, uh, if, you, if you go back and kind of look at uh, some of the Twitter photos, McNeese thought that they were a little bit bigger for their britches uh, and actually wore cowboy chaps uh, to Game 3, thinking that they would win. So I think they hmm. over-swagged um, a little bit. Um, so uh, that might have played against them, uh, but Southeast Louisiana went out and did their job um, and, and got the win. Uh, it it was an either-or kind of situation. Um, McNeese probably had the better resume um, out of the two, but they were definitely not going to get an at-large bid, especially with the bubble as small as it was this year in college baseball. Nice. So, what do you think?
3: What's Auburn's chances here?
2: I I think they have a really good shot. Um, I, I I wrote this morning on uh, College and Mag about uh, kind of gave a just a, a you know just a quick overview of kind of the key players for each team. Uh, the other three, we all we all kind of know what Auburn needs to do. Um, but pitching is going to be a huge part of this uh, regional. Um, it always is in a double elimination style tournament. Um, you're, you're going to see in that game one, if you if you have a chance to get off of work early and, and check it out, you might have the best pitching matchup of the entire tournament uh, with Tyler Messick um, and... Um, Oh, gosh. Let's see if I can remember how to pronounce his name because they um, I, I went over it with someone. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, but it rhymes with magic. It's Rajic, I believe, uh, for UCLA. Um, Parker Messick for FSU is the, uh, is the guy that's going to get the nod in game one. Uh, Messick was the 2021 ACC Pitcher of the Year, uh, Rajic was a um, closer last year for UCLA, turned it over in the Cape Cod League, and actually became one of the top starters in the Pac-12 this past year. Um, Rajic? What's his first name? uh, Gosh, why why have we got to do that? Blood Sugar Sex Rajic. Max Rajic. Blood Sugar Max Rajic. Max Rajic. Perfect um maximum Ragic um but he's gone eight and four so far this year um he I can't wait for that matchup um but as far as Auburn goes it it really will it, there's so much riding on that Saturday night game if Auburn can get past Southeast Louisiana which is never guaranteed for anyone um and, and unless you've you know just got, the number one overall seed and just get thrown a, a, a biscuit. Um, no offense to Alabama State at all in that statement. Um, but it, I think Auburn can win this. Um, they've got to get out of the offensive funk that they've been in since the Kentucky series started. Um, there was something about that rain delay after Alabama uh, and getting the win over Sanford. Uh, in Hoover, uh, the bats just haven't looked the same uh, against Kentucky in the four games that Auburn played against them. So if Auburn can get the offensive um, firepower that we've seen throughout the year and just flush these last four games, um, I, I really like the Tigers' chances lining up um, if they can just go 2-0 and get to Sunday without a loss. I, I Which that stands to reason. You only need to win one game. After that, um, but no, if Auburn can, I, I think if Auburn can work out their pitching to, um, to get to that two and O game or get to the two and O championship game on Sunday, I, I think Auburn's a shoe in to to uh, get to a super regional.
3: I think. I mean, talk a little bit about Southeastern Louisiana is not a pushover. I think people saw that. And initially thought, oh yeah, we're gonna smoke those guys. That's mm-hmm. a team that I mean, they are a perennial baseball team. Like that, that's what that school kind of does.
1: Correct. They've got the second best power hitter in this regional. Preston Correct. Power.
3: I mean, they yeah, they make
2: they, the NCAA tournament pretty like darn near every year. It, it's it's always down to McNeese and Southeast Louisiana. Houston Baptist tried to get into that rotation, but they just haven't been able to break through yet. Uh, but no you, you said his name Preston Faulkner is, is their guy uh, he is their everything he is the guy that's always up in the big moment um, and it, to go along with that they also have a couple of guys on the mound um, and Will Kinsler um, and um, let's see I've, I've got to, need to Adam Guth. Yeah, Adam Guth and um, who is has a four and one record? His ERA is a little bit inflated, but you've kind of got to expect that in the Southland Conference, just because the fields are a little bit smaller, so you're going to give up a few more runs here and there. Um, so, but yeah, Kinsler, I kind of expect Kinsler to go. It's not who Southeast has gone with on their Friday nights here lately. Uh, but he's the guy who's pitched the most innings for them so far. Uh, but yeah, uh, Preston Faulkner is is a guy that I cannot wait to see. Um, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to see what he does against not uh, power five pitching, if you will, uh, because he he really hasn't had a chance to do that except against LSU in the midweek, but. You know, we all know what happens in the midweek with a lot of these SEC schools. You're going to get those guys that are working on their stuff or are a couple of pitches away um, or a couple of innings away from really getting it to start on the weekend. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do against Auburn and either UCLA or Florida State, whoever they play in that second-round game uh, for them. Um, Who do you expect no, Auburn to, to throw on Friday night in this game? If it's me, um, I I think Auburn's been setting this up ever since Hayden Mullins went down uh, to throw Trace Bright um, on Friday night. Um, I think that's a good place for Trace. Um, And kind of do the Saturday start uh, that we've seen so far this season for Auburn. um, I think game two is definitely Joseph Gonzalez. Um, There's no reason not to. Um, You're, either pitching him for a chance to go to the championship game and just throw everything up against the wall um, and try to make it work or you're pitching for your season and you have to have your best guy going at that point. Uh, So it, it, it absolutely makes all the sense in the world to have probably the guy that um, I, I want to say Kyle Peterson said it uh, when breaking things down, but Joseph Gonzalez is Auburn's best, probably been their best arm all season, especially since Hayden uh, went down against Tennessee. So I expected to go trace then Joseph, and then after that, um, you're, you're just going have to kind of have to see what happens. Um, you know, I, I could see Carson Swirling, I could see Skipper going in there as well. Um, to try and get some long relief and just try to piece together a win. Um, Because I I think Florida State and UCLA have a third guy. I don't think they have a fourth guy. Um, So it it might be just a a beat-down drag out if we have to go to a Monday game. Is there a scenario where,
1: say, Auburn goes up early against Southeastern? Do you – pull Trace Sprite early and, and he potentially is available on a Monday game? That's,
2: if that's the case? You you could play with that. Uh, it would depend on by how much and when. Um, like if Auburn's only up for nothing in the third, no. Um, what about 13 there, in the first inning, uh, a la UNC? If we go a la UC, UNC, <laughs> uh, yeah. At that point, um I could see him going two or three, and then you pull him, um, and you know have that extra arm, making an extended bullpen for him, um, and then you could go with a with an Allsop or an Isbel, um, and and the rest of the of the back end reliever guys that uh, that can do some real damage, um, and, and see where we go from there um but no you're you're going to see and you're going to see that in a lot of these regionals just because pitching has been down this year in college baseball offense has been way way up so you're going to see a lot of questionable decisions during the game that make sense if you think okay I'm I'm pitching for Saturday at this point or I'm pitching for Sunday um or you know try to line up your staff uh for for, what, for what's a, a very interesting weekend, because you don't get a lot of these, um, this type of work uh, throughout the year of, I need to worry about Team B or C, even though Team A is in front of me, and this is still a game in doubt.
1: What non-Auburn guy are you looking forward to seeing this weekend? Anybody that stands out?
2: Um, there are a couple. This is, this is a really tough regional. Uh, it's not my regional of death um uh, to, to steal the World Cup line um it, it that would be in Gainesville. um that that thing's going to be insane um, but um I I really want to see Preston Faulkner on Friday night I'm fired up uh, like I said for the uh, massive uh, tragic matchup on um, Friday in the UCLA FSU game um I'm also looking forward to seeing Jake Palmer uh, with UCLA. Um, He's, and, and another one is um, I'm going to butcher this name as well, but Michael Corelli, who basically leads UCLA uh, with a three twenty six batting average. Um, FSU's offense is also something that I want to see. FSU is a very interesting team period. Um, I'm, uh, I, I have no love loss for FSU, obviously, since I'm an Auburn baseball fan. But, um, but no, they're a very interesting team, uh, especially after... I'm interested to see what they how they respond because the uh, NCAA tournament said that they were one of the last four teams in, um, even though they had a very good RPI uh, throughout the season. Um, but um, Bryce Hubbard uh, is probably going to be the guy that throws for them on Saturday. I'm, I'm. He's got a lot of movement on his, uh, on his fastball and on his curve, so I'm really interested to see how either Auburn or Southeast Louisiana or who, whichever they play, respond to to how he throws. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't even think about the FSU offense. I started on it and then went off. Uh, Jamie Far uh, Fairer um, is, is the guy that I can't wait to see hit for FSU. Um, and if you're looking for an all-or-nothing guy to watch during the tournament, Alex Torral. Uh, he's a transfer from Miami. He's got the Mark Reynolds award as I said in in the article uh 14 home runs leads FSU's team but he also leads the team in strikeouts with 76. So it's all or nothing for Tor Hall. Um, He's a Joey Gallo. So, He's the Joey yes. Gallo player. Yes. Uh, that that's another good one. Um so so no they're they're big players on on all th- all four squads. Um when you throw in Auburn, you we all know those names. But uh, but no, there are definitely guys that you could see in the big leagues here pretty soon, um, both on the mound and at the plate for each team. Speaking of the big leagues, we're going to see Sonny D in the big leagues anytime soon? I hope so. Yeah. Um, I, I know somebody's going to take a flyer on him. I, I know somebody's going to take a chance on him. Um, to me, though, Bobby Pierce is the is the biggest prospect that Auburn has right now, Outside uh, in the field at least. I think Joseph Gonzalez is the next arm that you'll see go up for Auburn uh, and follow the path of Tanner Burns and Casey Mize and Keegan Thompson. Um, he he's going to be that next guy uh, on the mound. But to me, I, I really hope that Sonny D. I know he'll get a look because he's an SEC Co Player of the Year. You, you just yeah. don't get that, and then you quit baseball, right? Um, and his story is fantastic. Uh, with uh, I don't know if it, if you guys got to see the uh feature that Ryan McGee uh with the with SEC Network did. About uh, his QRE malformation uh, and finding out about that as he as he was a kid, um, really really good story and a great comeback um, for Sonny D. But I think he'll get a shot. Um, I think they're going to want to cut down on his weight a little bit, just to right. but because he's a classic first baseman, uh, and the word classic in baseball these days doesn't go very far, <laughs> uh, sadly. Um, so I think he'll get. A, I think he'll definitely get a shot. Um, I'm not sure he's gonna. If he sticks with it and does what they say, I think he can make it to the big leagues. I don't know how long or how long that may take, but to me, Bobby Pierce is the most game ready to go to the big leagues in the shortest amount of time for an as an Auburn Tiger.
3: Awesome. Um, did we talk about how many home runs Southeast Louisiana had this year?
2: Um, we, we can. They hit a lot, I Ryan.
1: I, I don't think uh, Drew Mack knows the actual number. I was yet. about to say, I don't know that actual number. They numbers. hit a
3: nice <laughs> amount of home runs is what Chief, Chief wants Chief, do say. you know how many oh. home
1: runs they
3: hit? Um, let me, was it 69? Oh, that, that would
0: be nice it. Number.
2: That's a really that's good a nice number. Well, it was
0: either <laughs> that or 420, so yeah, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's your <be a> record <laughs> It would be a record. Yes. Uh, yes. As a team, they did. They hit a nice number of 69 home runs on the year. Um, nice. And, and, of course, even though Preston Faulkner paced them with 17, uh, Evan Keller with 10, Tristan Welsh with 10. So, I mean, it's not just one guy. Um, this goes up and down that lineup. Um but yeah, no. If if there's one thing that Auburn needs to watch out for, you're you're gonna look. Of course, the talent level is gonna be different. Think of them a lot like a um, an Arkansas, okay. like as far as hitting the home run. Uh, not not so much because everybody else on their on their starting nine is 294 and worse uh, as far as a batting average goes. Oh, Wow. Um, yeah. So And it goes down to 218 So you're, you're going to get a lot of Ground outs, fly outs, everything But if they can get some runners on base If you're walking them And giving them chances This is a team that can put numbers up
3: Alright so It's all about limiting that Limiting power hitting Making them hit grounders mm-hmm. Getting easy outs Absolutely Absolutely. All right,
2: so what is it, it always is.
3: What's your plan you coming into town? What are you gonna? What are you gonna do? You're gonna stop by Mama Goldberg's, get some steamed nachos.
2: Oh, uh, that's without a doubt. Uh, uh, that that goes without saying. Um, actually, I sent. Uh, I'm I'm staying at uh, at the lake with a buddy of mine. Uh, driving it on Thursday night. We're gonna drive into Auburn on Friday morning. Um, I just sent him a photo of the Niffers parking lot and said. 2.30-ish on Friday. And he went, well, there goes my diet. <laughs> um, so I, I also have to, uh, Mommy Goldberg's will be hit up. Um, I've got to try out this Voodoo Wings. Everybody keeps talking about it. So I've got to, I've got to run by there and get some wangs. Some it's a me.
3: chain that is somehow in Auburn and also Las Vegas. And that's kind of the only two locations.
0: Um, yeah. i sure Dontarius Thomas owns that.
3: Yeah, well, okay.
2: I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, and I also have to run by, I cracked open, uh, my last gallon of Tumor's lemonade that I had in the freezer. Um, so I've got to run by and get about four or five gallons for the fall, um, uh, because the Eagle Rare doesn't drink itself. Um, <laughs> so, um, so I've got to do that, um, but and then I've also got to make my way up to the deck at some point, um, and and see our, our good buddy parking lot, uh, Mister Ives, um, and I've got to see if if my um, if my jolly ol' ob- is still there. Uh, I'm sure that it is. I'm, I'm if if it's not there, I'm going to be a little bit. I'm going to be a bit hurt that <laughs> uh, it's not because th- I haven't seen it on the SEC broadcast on the streaming broadcast, so um if, it, if it's not there for, for regional time i don't know when when you can have it <laughs> out so uh, so no i i i'm fired up am it'll be my first time back in placement park since i believe 2018 17 or 18 i haven't had a chance to get down there in a long time so uh i'm fired up for it i'm so happy that the, for the program that they were able to get this regional, uh, it's a testament to Butch Thompson and, and the staff and the players, and it's just an uh, as, as Butch said it. Um, if you got to check out the baseball Twitter, and I think I retweeted it in my article, it's just another brick. Uh, it's another brick in this program. It's um, there are a lot of changes coming to college baseball with NCAA rules. Um, it, it's a great time for Auburn to have this happen um and and really step forward um as a college baseball program and brand
1: first time hosting since 2010 right
2: that is correct first time uh since 2010 um the third time i believe uh since this new iteration the 64 teams um, there was also another time that Auburn hosted in 76, uh, that didn't go so well. Uh, but, but said it in, in his, um, kind of message to the team. Um, there's only been one dog pile on that field by Auburn, um, during an NCA regional. Let's do everything that we can to make it two. um, so I, I think Auburn's going, obviously Auburn's going to go out and do everything that they can to, um, try and make that happen for the home crowd uh, because it's already a sellout. Uh, it sold out yesterday after the announcement um, and tickets are going online. Uh, I think I saw a uh, an uh, all-sessions pass uh, going for double the price uh, that they were selling it on, uh, the, the ticket box office box was selling it for. Um, so... Uh, so, no, it's a, it's a great thing. It, it's good that that's happening. It's, it's definitely that Tennessee where I went online and they were going for $240 for game one for Tennessee. Um, yeah, against Alabama State. Alabama State, Tennessee, $240 to get in the door. Yes. Um, it's a, let's, so, can we talk about them for one second? Not Alabama State. Absolutely. Yeah, if you want to talk about any of the other regions.
3: I would I, like to be. discuss, at, t- at this point – is anything besides lifting a trophy in Omaha a disappointment for the Vols?
2: It's got to be right. Like they, living in living in Nashville as I do and surrounded by Tennessee fans, um, it absolutely would be like that. This is
3: they're they're ninety two
2: Dream Team budget. level of yes. of dominant at this point. Like, Abs- <laughs> absolutely no, it it, it's, it it says a whole lot when to start the broadcast for the NCAA selection show, they went, so are you taking Tennessee or the field? Right. That lets you know where everybody is. That said, it's really, really hard to win. Oh, college sure. world series. It, it's it, it, it's it, up there with it, basketball.
3: It's such a tough, it's a tough
2: yeah, it,
0: way to win a tournament. Well, it, I, it's I, the, it, it's, it's really crazy. You touched on it earlier. Uh, just the different strategy that you have to employ that you just, it, it is not used at any other time in the season, basically. It, it's a totally different
2: thing.
3: Baseball it's, does funny things.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a, it's a ball. It, it's the only sport where the defense has the ball. Yeah. Think about that. Just think sure. about that line, how that messes with you. Um, the
0: wind can, can blow and change an entire game in, in,
2: they, on one play. Well, and I don't. I know Stephen Williams is listening because all the Auburn players listen to this podcast.
3: Um, We're the Auburn baseball podcast of record.
2: I I mean, we we kind of are. Um, But think about the uh, Gainesville Super Regional that Auburn played in a couple of years ago. I know. I don't like to think about it either.
1: I prefer to think of the Georgia Tech Regional. That was (laughs) Or the UNC
2: Super Regional. Uh, If. Steven Williams, who never played, who never played right field until that year, jumps awkwardly for the ball. It bounces off of his glove and goes over the fence for a home run to win the regional. If Auburn makes that catch and they score a run in that next inning, Florida doesn't. Auburn goes to Omaha. Right, like that—that that was the number one overall seed in Florida, oh, and they had to have a bounce off the glove to go to Omaha. Like, what? What? What other sport does <laughs> that happen in? Um, so, so no, it's, I think Tennessee, if they were to lose two games, especially if they lose two games in the regional or super regional, if they lose at home, you might not see Tennessee fans until Josh Heifel wins about three or four games. <laughs> like you might not see him because, because this the-
3: is weird too. Cause it's kind of out of the blue. Like it wasn't like Tennessee was super good at
2: baseball three years ago. No, no, it's all Tony Vitello, um, who, who... A little bit of pent-up rage on the basketball team, too. A little bit, a little bit. Um, but And I was talking to a Tennessee fan this morning about this. Is it just me, or does Vitello give off Bruce Pearl at Tennessee vibes? Okay. <laughs> I yeah, I know what does, you mean. Anybody, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Does anybody else get that vibe? Like, he's not long for there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it does feel
2: feels a little weird. bit like that. It feels weird to me. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. Um, Are you saying he's going to be working for ESPN in a few weeks? I think he's going to be working for ESPN, and when Butch Thompson wants to retire, he'll coach at Auburn. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I I could also say he's not making very many friends in the SEC uh, just with how he is. So uh, that'll also be an interesting storyline to follow along uh, as we continue to go. But but no, d- um, it's somewhat out of the blue. We knew Vitello was going to be a good recruiter. Um, I don't think we knew he was going to be as good as he is and get them on back on point because Tennessee's been good in the past. They had Chris Burke and Back in oh five, back in the early two thousands, they were a pretty good power, but not to this level. Um, no, he's he, Vitello has taken them to heights that they could only have dreamed of. Um, you know, ten years ago, because I can remember uh, in twenty seventeen, I believe um, Auburn played up there, a uh, three game set in Knoxville, and I drove over paid five dollars for my ticket and they said I asked you know where you know where's my seat to the usher and the guy looked around and he said wherever you want (laughs) It, it was me and about 15 other Tennessee fans in Knoxville for a Saturday afternoon Auburn Tennessee baseball game no one was there no one so he's done a fantastic job of catching lightning in a bottle and getting a fan base that for about 15 years on the football field feels like they've and disrespected, which they haven't done anything about it yet. Um, and so they're getting their cheering out this way. It's not just Fred's games anymore for uh, fans of Tennessee sports.
3: Well, guys, in other baseball news, as of right now, breaking news, everyone's favorite baseball team, the Texas Rangers, are now currently 500 on the year.
1: With a, the with
3: a 3 nothing win Better over the Red Sox. Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That is 500 baseball this late in the year. We have not seen that around here in a while. <laughs> it's,
2: it's it's yeah, at the end of May.
3: <laughs> at the end of May. About to make, made it to June. Made it to June at 500. That is big times in North Texas. <laughs> big congrats.
2: That is, that's big. That's big
3: time. <laughs> Guys, Ryan, do you think Auburn's going to win the College World Series? Course. Now we're talking.
1: It's time to break the peacock out,
3: Chief. What do you think, Auburn or the field?
1: Oh, Auburn. Heck yeah.
3: Drew. Auburn by a thousand. Now and we're talking.
2: Is there anybody else?
3: Let's score some runs, boys. Let's score Fatal. some runs. Bing. Is
0: that, Let's take is that a quick. How you you pronounce that? Fatal. What
3: does that mean?
2: Fe. Tau. And there's an AU in it, so it's got to be right. There we go. There's a reason why gold uh, in the periodic table is AU. That's right. Just so saying. I see
3: what you're saying now, Chief. I was. It took me yeah. a bit.
2: Yeah. Sorry. And, sorry.
1: And silver is AG because the Aggies are poor. This is true. One also day. a very good call. <laughs> All right. I think Drew was trying to take a break. Let's take a quick
3: commercial break. <laughs> and we are back. Thirty-seven minutes Ow. and fifteen seconds Ow. into this classic, instant classic podcast episode. Thanks to Drew McCracken for joining us. It has been always an honor to have him on. If
0: you hopefully have, we have
1: him on next week. Previous super Regional. It's I always be,
0: be uh, anytime Drew's on, it, it's uh, I feel like I'm listening uh, to a podcast. That I like that I've chosen to listen to, and it's amazing. Right. Every, Every time guy, I it
3: become a spectator. Thank
0: you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's almost like a specially produced by the Auburn Network.
2: Oh, right. Well, it, it, I do have the mic flag, um, but no. Uh, with an Auburn win, it does ensure that I'll be back uh, next. Yes. Let's say Tuesday, because we want. Uh, we'll, yeah. I, I don't we think we. Know.
1: We got to let you rest on
2: Monday. But before you go okay. I, I don't going think... to have to rest because this <laughs> is going to do a lot of screaming this weekend
0: but before you go i don't think we broke down exactly what needs to happen like with auburn like you have to win three games to advance yes. right okay. yeah
2: um uh, possibly four um you just can't so basically the way it breaks down is you're going to play one game on Friday, one game on Saturday. And then if you uh, win the 2-0 and game, you go straight to Saturday, uh, Sunday evening. Um, if you lose uh, that 2-0 and game, you'll play the winner of the loser's bracket game on Sunday morning. So you really don't want to lose on Friday or Saturday. Yeah. You just want to keep winning. Yeah, it
0: gets complicated when you lose.
2: Exactly. You start to have to use pitchers to do things, and you don't want to do that. Um, so if you lose either Friday or Saturday, and you win on either Friday or Saturday, um, you're going to play in the Sunday morning game, uh, and then you have to turn around, win that game, and then win again Sunday night against like, the undefeated like a, team. Like a... Couple hours later, right? Yeah, uh, uh, forty-five minutes later. Thank you very much. Okay, yeah. And then you have to come back on Monday and beat them again. So you could. So as I was telling somebody this morning, the national champion can actually lose four times in this tournament, which is great, just just fun, banana. Um,
3: Auburn's trying to win win. every game nine to zero. Score one run an inning. Don't allow any runs. Nine uh, zero.
2: Interesting point that you bring up, Crow. Um, I've been following base- Auburn baseball since about the mid '90s. Every time Auburn's held a team to no runs, they've won the game. Hard,
3: hard facts. That's what we're talking. You get about. that anywhere else? Yes. You didn't get that you know anywhere that's, else. That's deep. Wait, facts, crap! We didn't, Drew. What time was our first game? Oh, oh my! Yeah, we gotta give people um, the actual information. <laughs>
2: Game times um, oh, this weekend, we actually don't know anything past Friday, um, just because ESPN owns our our, our rears. Sports. So, owns sports. Yeah, they, they, all of them. Um, so, UCLA and Florida State played 11, Auburn and Southeast Louisiana play at 6. Uh, the For those that don't want to do any work on Friday, the... <laughs> At Florida State, UCLA game will be on ESPN two, and Kyle one Kyle Peterson, the curb Street of college baseball, will be at Auburn for the entire weekend. Uh, It's my mission to try and get a photo with him. Um, So once, if you if you want to, if you just don't want to go onto the NCAA's website um, and still need to know the times and everything like that, follow either myself at Drew Mac twenty AU. Uh, you can also follow Kevin Ives at uh, at auppl, uh, who is a fantastic Twitter follow uh, for anything college baseball, but especially Auburn. Um, uh, he'll have the bra- he'll have the scoring book basically, uh, and I'll uh, be sending out photos, tweets, anything I can get my hands on, because um, hopefully we're College Mag is going to get a, a pass, so we'll be able to get post game. Pressers and all that sort of fun stuff. We're, we're efforting. We're efforting.
3: Well, you heard it here first, folks. If you don't want to work like if you're like me and you don't want to work, you just want to bang on the drum all day, just watch college baseball all day Friday. Thank you again, Drew, for joining the show. Fellas, let's move to round ball. We have somewhat big news. Everyone's fan favorite, Dylan Cardwell, mayor of the jungle,
1: returning. <clears throat> What'd you say? To the biggest news. Is that the biggest news? Well, Walker's gone, so Dylan is now the biggest news.
3: Yeah. Is he, ta-
1: is he the tallest guy on the team now? Yeah.
3: I don't know. I think Tra- he- Traore might be taller than him. Yeah. Is troy not bigger?
1: Uh, I think but he's uh, 6'10. Dylan, Dylan's seven. Dylan Cardwell's seven feet tall. He's a really? seven footer. Yeah. This is news to me. He feels 6'10". For some reason. It's because he doesn't look lanky like a lot of these seven-footers usually are. He's, yeah. I mean, he's he's a full-bodied seven-foot.
3: Well, my, my professional basketball projections of him have changed just now, just as you tell me this. But he has withdrawn his name from this year's NBA draft, so we know we're not losing him this year. And he is not transferring from Auburn as far as we know. And so he will be suiting up for your favorite basketball team, America's favorite team, the Auburn Tigers, next year, this fall. Now, the fellow we're waiting on, one Alan Flanagan. By the time you listen to this, most likely he will have announced if he's coming back or if he's
1: he's putting his name in the NBA draft. Yeah deadline is 25 hours from this moment of recording and about like
3: three months ago I'd have been like no way he's gonna keep his name in the draft and then I watched him play in that G-league showcase and I was like, oh you know what he might keep his name in he's and, and really good and
1: before that, the injury, uh, was a first round projection yeah.
3: and that
0: that wouldn't be a um, problem. If uh, if we had happened to get uh, another person to fill that spot that we didn't get, so right.
1: well, so that's uh, that's the interesting thing. I, you know, Flan has had a roller coaster of a year, and a roller coaster really of a whole career at Auburn. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, his freshman year he was Isaac Acora's backup, didn't really have to do a whole lot, playing behind a, a top five draft pick, right? And then his sophomore year, he became the guy just kind of out of necessity uh, played point guard, played shooting guard, played the played three uh, did a little bit of everything in the COVID year. Um, and then we kind of all expected him to, to be that you know, on court leader again this year, kind of the veteran uh, third year guy had some NBA draft hype around him. And then he gets hurt because the Achilles injury. And, just never really got it going when he came back uh, at the beginning of the SEC play this year. Yeah. Um, And expectations are really tough for a player because
3: once everybody thinks you're supposed to be this professional playing in college, um, if you're not that Auburn fans have a tendency of kind of turning on you, he kind of showed me a little bit of a Mario Fanon career. Um. Ryan, you know, man, I remember Mario Fannin, but he played football for Auburn uh, in the early, late, Yeah, the fumble machine, right? Well, and that's um. the thing. He got labeled as this fumble... He actually was a pretty dependable running back. Like, he had a pretty decent career at Auburn. But because of who he played with and because of... He had a couple of really good games, so then expectations became high, uh, and he didn't quite meet them. But when it came down to it, like... Multiple coaching staffs found him to be a guy they that, that needed to be on the field because he's a really talented player and actually had a really heck of a heck of a good career at Auburn.
0: Yeah, I mean, all, uh, all
1: of it, that. Is, go ahead,
0: Chief. One I, know, I think that's a decent decent comp. I, I think obviously Flan has a higher upside than Mario. Mario mm. was probably never yeah, going to be an a NFL player, NFL player, and and Flan. Um, it's pretty consistently. I mean, even um, during this season last year, was getting some like, "Oh, this guy could be a, a draft prospect. He could be a second rounder, it's, maybe."
1: It's easy to see how he becomes a low end NBA guy or somebody that has a really good international career. Right. I mean, that's it's pretty easy. He's yeah, at his size, at his skill level. Uh,
3: Guys, uh, Mario Phantom played for three years for the Denver Broncos, and then played for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Brooklyn Bolts. He's actually had a five-year NFL, uh, five-year yeah. professional football career. That's not, you know, it's not
0: terrible. Sorry, uh, Mario, if you're listening, that we, uh, but but Flan, you know, making it into the NBA, um, especially if you get drafted, if you, if you're if you're predicted to be drafted, because I don't think Mario was drafted, right?
3: Yeah, correct. Agent. He was not drafted.
0: Yeah, and. and you know there's only two rounds if you get drafted you're you're in you're in the club usually um f- for at least you know five years i guess around and then you're going to end up in europe and no matter what i i think flan will have a professional career that spans you know 10 years at least uh whether it's in the nba or g league or or one of the the overseas leagues so I, I think he is a, a a step above what you would expect from Mario when Mario was in college. But again, it's a it, it's a kind of a people are just were so sick of it and they were tired of him and he's a fumble machine, <clears throat> which really that's wasn't really the case. He was a fairly dependable player. He wasn't he wasn't Ben Tate. Um
1: Ben, ben Tate, you know. second round draft pick right before.
0: Right. And he wasn't—he uh, wasn't even a Kenny Irons or a, uh, um, you know, Trey Mason. After him, he—he he wasn't one of those guys. But he was still a, a, a decent running back. And, and that, in that—in that case, I think Flan. I mean, Flan, even bad Flan, is one of the best players that's played at Auburn in 30 years. So, um, you know Can
1: we agree that a Alan Flanagan that is healthy, confident, looks like he did in, the, in that G League showcase, that he is, the, he makes Auburn the best version it can be next season. Oh, for sure. That guy's
3: amazing. The yeah. guy who was in yeah. that. As,
1: as frustrated as we were with him at the end of the season, I mean, you know, if that carries over to next season, that's not great. But we should want him on this team. There, yeah. there shouldn't be – Oh, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. I, I don't think – I, I don't think anybody should be the hoping that he leaves. And I think there were a lot of people that were. Um, I mean, there's not just a plug and play character that we can, or character player that we can bring in
3: to,
1: to yeah, I mean, I, replace. I'm him. really high on Chance Westry. I think he can be a really good player. Same. He's also had a ton of success with these guys. Yeah. But we can't hit on every single freshman and turn him into a lottery kick. So, right is you know we have a couple big name freshmen coming in and it's okay if they're not all first rounders year. So, somewhere Bruce just asked someone to hold his beer
3: I mean <laughs> Chance Westry I'll, I'll challenge him Chance Westry <laughs> could be could be a first round he's the kind of kid who he played in a really good high school but it was a school where he had to kind of share spotlight but he's the kind of kid who could come in and, and shock people with how talented he is and Trillery could be a first-round pick very easily. I think there's no doubt about it. I think that's a kid who could be a one-and-done player. I think um, most people might even expect him to be one-and-done. But I I would not be shocked if we had two one-and-done kids again, <laughs> which is – That would be great. I mean, that that's would insane. be – Insane. But we, I wouldn't count on it. Two kids in the draft, uh, three straight years would be pretty nice, and we could we could
1: probably do it. Yeah. This, this, this Auburn team is at its best if it has a Allen Flanagan that reaches the potential we thought he had last year.
0: Yeah. 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 And um I mean there's just not uh, for reasons. I mean I, I there's just not it, it would be I, I think there the reaction some people would have would be like, Well, we'll just get another transfer and it's like I think the odds late, of
1: but.
0: Yeah, it's way late. The odds of finding someone that could be as good as Alan Flanagan could be um, that, to come in at this point is, or just slim to none um, and, and you and
1: know I, I would hate late in the year and in the postseason too and that's what yeah. we didn't have as much of last season
0: and and I would really hate for Flan's career at Auburn to end with the whimper like it did uh, no, If he that's believed. true um, it would It'd just be a feel really game.
1: bad uh, Austin Wiley-ish kind of career we were like tons right. of hype for a while maybe not quite as much of his freshman year but
0: one, definitely one, one you would have
1: tur- gotten that
3: potential right one tournament appearance um, like know. injuries yeah. yeah definitely I think the more I think about Austin the more I'm like man you're talking about a guy who COVID really hurt because I think that that yeah. team, had they gotten a chance to go to the tournament, oh Flan, could, Wiley man. Flan, like that that whole group, the, the hype be, a whole Flan, different
1: story. Yeah. The, the Okoro team, going yes, going the Okoro into, team. Samir Dadi, the, yeah.
0: the hype for Flan coming into the next year after that, after that, it could would have been off the charts. I think, and and then with having the season that he had, I, I think he ends up going and being drafted last year rather than this year.
3: Seeing Samir oh. win a national championship. Oh
0: boy! Oh man, it's music to my ears. Uh, that yeah that that COVID year just sucks. That team I mean, people for forget about worries. just
3: about how just how absolutely, uh, just the amount of. Swagger that team had, and the yeah. just, they just didn't beat you. They wanted to let you know that they were beating you, and, then yeah, and you, you know they they it. clearly weren't as as good as the
0: the team from the year before, right? And there's well, there's no like they were very different that is for sure. Yeah, they were very different, it, but they were, they the were the a team, team. Yeah, I mean, they were a team that second, felt like two. they could have done really well in the tournament. Like they just they mm-hmm. were. Guys, they were a um, lot
3: like that Miami team that beat Auburn this year.
0: Yeah, just a bunch like, of dudes that really been there like the year before. Um uh, Play Veterans, unbelievable like unbelievable defense. Samir, fifth year guy at that point, uh, with his red
1: shirt, I believe so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he was. So, so you know, you got this this older guy who's the clear leader of the team. You got Javon McCormick, who uh, was just a machine, a junkyard uh, dog. Yeah. Um
3: and, and you got Okoro.
0: D'Angelo uh, Purifoy.
3: D'Angelo. Okoro, who is a, a a one and done kid top 5 pick in the draft but didn't he wasn't the I just play offense, don't play defense type of kid. He was the opposite. He was no, I'm I'm the best defender in the country. Right.
0: Yeah, it it oh, man, that team could have just made a lot of
3: noise and it
0: and Williams
1: was just coming into his uh into his prime that year too
3: and you had austin I mean, wiley yeah. who was setting like the standard of how many times can one guy get to the free throw line per yeah. <laughs> possession yeah. and how many times can one guy seem to get the uh, a defensive rebound and and i know it's it's you know it's is he seems... still the the leader all time? Not leader, not all time leader. Is he still just re- have a ridiculous number of defensive rebounds compared to normal players at this point? I think he does. Like if you look at his sure de- has at Wiley's defensive rebound rate, it's just it's still just preposterous. Even compared to like Kessler and the guys we had this year, right? It's like what is this guy doing? He's just getting every single defensive rebound.
0: Yeah, I um I, I know it seems frivolous, or I don't know. What you call it to complain about having that, about how COVID stole that team's postseason from us and them. But, but is I mean, the the whole these whole two years have just been kind of a, um, not just lives lost, but 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 that sort of life that people, you know, have. You you, oh yeah. You didn't didn't get to enjoy your life quite as much, um, because of of what Mm -hmm. happened.
3: Or if you're and, a player who needed a tournament to kind of make a, a name for yourself on a national stage, you didn't get it. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of were robbed of They were robbed of an opportunity.
0: Yeah. That, and, you know, who knows? That maybe that could have been Flan's, you know, exit after that if they had just gone and ah, well, not after that. That was Flan's freshman year. So, but still, it, it could have helped him
3: build into the next
0: year, like I was saying earlier. And then,
3: well, speaking of it, next year. Auburn has got two teams, two games already scheduled. We got St. Louis is coming to Auburn, the Billikens, on November 27th. I think it's like the day after Thanksgiving. Is that what that is? No, yeah, it's the day after the Iron Bowl. It's on Sunday. It's a Sunday. Okay, so it's the
1: Sunday after Thanksgiving. It'll be the first Sunday game in uh, neville Arena history. I believe, that's, I believe
3: that's Christ the King Sunday for all of you on the church calendar big chance uh, I'm not going to make any of these games we're talking about here. And let's see. We got after that USC Southern Cal will be on December the 18th.
1: Another Sunday game. That's right.
3: What is the deal, Bruce? Well, I, I get it now. Actually, Christ <laughs> King Sunday will be the week prior. It's the 20th. It's the week prior Thanksgiving this year. Just in case you really wanted to know. Which means that that game is on the first Sunday of Advent.
1: What it also means it's the day after the Vegas Bowl. You talking about the eighteenth? The eighteenth is yeah, the, the day Vegas after the on December seventeenth. The Vegas Bowl.
3: I really hope that's an Auburn, an all Auburn weekend. Oh, it, it better be. <laughs> you
0: got? I mean, you guys aren't. Where's the national championship this year? Where's
3: it? I'll uh, probably be watching it from my couch. And by that I mean I probably won't watch it at all.
0: I mean what? You not you don't have your tickets booked?
1: Uh it is in. Uh Man, my barn is not that hard. It's actually me. in Los
0: Angeles. Oh. <laughs> Man. Uh but not not during the time that
3: uh, just take no, a month off.
0: Not, yeah, just, yeah, just take a whole December
1: for a good three weeks. Uh, I'm, I'm sure
0: Al will put you
1: up. In yeah, his friend house. of the show, Al. We'll, uh, yeah. We'll at least can't, camp out by the pool. Yeah.
0: So just camp out at the beach. Yeah, yeah. You can live on the beach, the hobos. Live, hey, the don't care if you live on the beach,
1: like, There's a tent city live-
3: just ready there for you, man. Yeah. yeah. Live the real LA experience. <laughs> that is the LA experience. Just go out there, figure it out. Just a kid with a dream in Los Angeles.
0: Uh, take your best costume, dress up, and go stand out uh, in front of Man's Chinese Theater or TLC Theater, wherever they're calling it these days. And uh, They gave TLC in theater? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Just not? uh, nothing but waterfalls and
3: creep all yeah. day long there. They don't want uh, no scrubs standing in front of that theater, I bet.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's too bad because there's a lot of uh, scrubs outside that theater.
1: <laughs> Um, now, Ryan, you, you may not know this, and... but a
3: scrub is a guy who thinks he's fly.
1: He's is also known from, as a buster. see uh, the channel? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, no, Ryan. No, no. it's not. <laughs> well, this is, we're, we're talking
3: T-Buys. No. We're talking Left Chili. Eye. We're in Chili. <laughs> Man. One of whom burned down a uh, Atlanta Falcon Andre Ryzen's house. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You should know.
0: This Come is, on, man. These are things you should know, Ryan. Rise up. All right, guys.
3: Uh, with that, Ryan's going to go listen to TLC's hit top hits on uh, Spotify, hopefully. Educate himself. If you have your favorite TLC song you want Ryan to listen to, send him a uh, tweet one, at Ryan S. One, two, three, for the rest of us. We'll see you next week.
2: Keep on cocking. Have a really good weekend.